0: Well, now, now I'm recording, and uh, maybe that's a good way to start. Just kind of roll into episode 112 of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. Today
1: is since we haven't done our prep.
0: Yeah, we haven't done our prep. I was traveling this weekend. You were at your dacha, you know. Uh, you know how it goes, as one does, as one does. Uh, so today's Monday, the 10th of May. So yesterday. I'm a little bit confused on this, being a gringo and a Yankee. Yesterday was Europe Day, the 9th. The day before was VE Day, which was victory in Europe, when we celebrate the fact that the Americans and others saved the Europeans' asses from National Socialism, which is Nazism. I mean, say what you like about the tenets of National Socialism, dude. At least it's an ethos. (laughs) <laughs> we have to, we have to get in our, our cultural Big Lebowski reference there. So, um, But apparently, I didn't realize this, the two things have, you know, victory in Europe Day, you know, which is kind of a big deal, or as uh, mm-hmm. President Joe Biden would say, a big deal, big effing deal, um, has nothing to do with Europe Day, which is celebrated both on May 5 and May 9, which kind of makes sense given the somewhat schizophrenic nature of the European Union um which we'll get into this whole issue of or you know should macedonia and europe and albania go in together or should they be split apart etc but so ve day and europe day are have nothing to do with each other it just happened to be in that first week of may i guess uh let's see
1: yeah the eu kind of invented a holiday <laughs> to fall <laughs> out of on, on on the on the victory in europe day and uh it's something some declaration they signed i guess and uh now, that's being celebrated. Well, in Russia, uh, they still celebrate, you know, they have the parades and stuff. And yes. uh, uh, it's an issue whether your leader uh, attends a boring uh, Europe Day celebration at home or actually jets off to Russia and uh, for the parade. Uh, right. Remember Ivanov was in Moscow for uh, oh, the right. parade when uh, the kumanov attack started, right. uh, when the Albanians attacked Kumanova in uh, 26 uh, 2015 yeah. so um, that's like it was even know nope. discussed in one of the conspiracy theories that it was part of the message like uh, uh, or, or that the, the the attackers were planning to use his absence to uh, you know to fine-tune their their attack right but yeah there was a Europe Day celebration here and and the Russians intruded so uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a, how do the
0: Russians insert themselves
1: <laughs> yeah, there was the the deputy prime minister Dimitrov. He had like a speech, and he was discussing like well, Europe, this and that and the other. And uh, close by, the Russian embassy was organizing an honoring of the Russian soldiers who died uh, fighting Nazism, and uh, including in you know uh, they they were even active in liberating parts of Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, in in a in a sense. Uh, affected the liberation of Macedonia as well. And they started playing the Russian anthem while <laughs> Dimitrov was talking and he had his head on a swivel, like, what's this? What's this? <laughs> <laughs> and then he realized after a while, <laughs> he stopped talking. <laughs> then he resumed and then the Macedonian anthem started. And he had to stay silent for that as well. well that's funny. Uh, so that was a good one. And then the day before, um, Buya Rosmani made headlines. He had... the. Uh, uh an event uh, with um, some young kids they were also singing the praises of of the european union uh and uh, there was some guy who was screaming in the microphone like bearded kid like uh, i mean i guess a student or something or around adult god forgive me and he was like uh, i love you europe Je t'aime, ich liebe dich, and stuff like that. And how many more times they have to say I love you before you love me back and let me? Do... And everybody was like, "Jesus, this is cringe." It was horrible. Oh, it was did, really, really. Bad. I thought I
0: saw a picture of um, Osmani with a shirt surrounded by a bunch of people with, with the sh- the shirt, and it said, "Now it's your EU, R, your turn." Did I? S-
1: um, that was the event I didn't uh, focus on the show. Oh, okay. It's your, your like, spelled uh, incorrectly? Exactly,
0: or? yeah. It's it's Now it's yours and EU, your turn. Um, ah. So I saw that, I saw okay. that somewhere. I saw that somewhere. I had to do a double take on that. So, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um,
1: <clears throat> and Zaev managed to find the uh, American angle. So he did something in between. He was uh, celebrating uh, Victory in Europe Day, mm-hmm. actually not the phony baloney Europe Day. <laughs> uh, but uh, instead of, obviously, he can't honor the Russians for their, because this is, you know, May 90s, when the Russians uh, marched into Berlin. Uh, and we, and uh, they celebrated uh, as Victory actually, Day, I believe. Uh, yeah. yeah. But he got uh, the, the American ambassador. They went to uh, Vratnica, which is a oh, village yeah. on the border with Kosovo, <laughs> north of Titova, where uh, an American uh, bomber crashed, I think... They were returning from bombing Romania or something, or Germany, or I don't know what. No, it was the oil fields uh, in Romania. Um, yeah. Yeah. This was probably before, uh, you know, the May uh, offensives, uh, the attack on Berlin. And, uh, you know, I, I guess they shot the plane at some point, and it was crashing through the Balkans and eventually crashed in the And some of the pilots were killed. Some were, I think, protected by the villagers until, you know... Uh, Either helped into, I don't know, Albania and uh, to the sea, or uh, kept hidden for a while until, uh, by the, until the end of the war. I'm not really sure what happened to them, but I, I know that the embassy started making a deal out of this uh, like years ago. And Zaev went to this celebration. So he was celebrating uh, not the Day of Europe because he's kind of angry at the European Union at the moment, and we'll <laughs> yeah. discuss this a little later but he wanted to celebrate victory in europe day which is associated with russia here so he managed to go to the middle ground and found an american angle uh, on the uh, victory in europe <laughs> uh, on on may 9th
0: yes the um i'm looking it up right now what they that was um, there's a book called the forgotten 500 which is about the we had a, a, a series of bombing raids. I can't remember what the what uh-huh. the planes were that we used. Um, we being the Americans in uh, bombing the oil fields in Romania, which was uh, you know supplying Hitler's uh, war machine. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, we, we we would send these uh, bombing raids from our bases. I think in Italy at the time, and a, lo- a number of them were shot down, <clears throat> as you just mentioned in, in Vratnica, Uh but all over Yugoslavia and. Various, uh, what was Yugoslavia? Uh, various, uh, actually it wasn't Yugoslavia was it? Anyway. Um,
1: oh, it yeah, was? Yeah, it was, you're right, yeah. Occupied Occup- yeah, Occup- 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 yeah.
0: So, and then, and then villagers throughout the various, what are now the various independent countries, uh, would either, you know, try and protect them and, and get them back. And the, the Forgotten 500 is the story of how, basically, then the Americans figured out how to get them out, spirit them out of these various countries where they were located and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. um, actually, I have never been to that, site i do want to see that at some point but that's just mm-hmm. that's just uh, uh one of my one of my on my bucket list of things yet to do there but um okay. yes i was interested in how he did that um how he uh decided to uh kind of avoid the uh, a lot of the, the the scandals that he's involved in there by focusing on that angle of it
1: um well it's becoming a, an issue now the ambassador is meeting shakirinsky every other day because and, and uh uh, Shakirinsky is now defecting from SDSM practically from her at least from her position right. in SDSM and it became noticeable that uh, as a defense minister she would invite the ambassador every other day to this like range there is some large uh, maneuver uh, of American soldiers and I think Bulgarians, Romanians, Albanians it starts in Albania it's gonna move across uh, the whole of Europe and uh, so they're inspecting, like, building of uh, roads and, uh, like, a uh, railway line. They're blowing up in this Krivola-Karmi range. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's she's getting a lot of face time with the ambassador. And uh, uh, it's becoming awkward now that she's leaving uh, not the government, but the party, mm-hmm. the, the leadership, the co-leadership position in the party. And I guess Zaf wanted to, to fight back and uh, have a little one-on-one with the ambassador as well with the actual prime minister of the country. <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit about since
0: uh, since they were making such hay of uh, uh, Europe day and I see that Zaya was in Brussels today I think was meeting with Vanderleyen mm-hmm. and uh, Valery and all the others uh, you know and it's it's the photo ops it's the it's the ritual incantations of their religion meaning Yet yeah, they all say the exact same thing over and over again, that we support mm-hmm. Macedonia in the European Union and blah, 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 blah. And it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Um, but as you mentioned, I think it was, so it was last week uh, that news came out that there are certain leaders within the EU and certain states that are interested in separating the two countries because of the Bulgaria, bulgarian yeah. veto etc and it was what was it three <laughs> years ago that famous photo of um zayev and and dimitrov and osmani <laughs> on the plane saying we've got a date <laughs> it's yeah, kind of yeah. like two weeks of lockdown we're in you know month for 14 months of two two week lockdowns uh during the pandemic yeah, exactly. uh but this is now three years of we have a date what is that date by the way um, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and what yeah, year yeah, exactly no it's great That's, yes
0: clearly what it's, year
1: um yeah this is a glorious development now this is great fun so uh, both we and uh, albania are considered to, uh, actually we are considered to have met the criteria for membership albania somewhat to a large extent mm-hmm. has met the criteria uh and albania is failing in uh, rule of law issues like huge corruption uh, marijuana growing and stuff like that. While we are, you know, actually having very serious issues as a country with the systemic uh, assault on the opposition, the prime minister is directly involved in marijuana growing, <laughs> etc. But because of the press Treaty, everything has been fluffed up and uh, painted with this uh, rosy paintbrush. Mm-hmm. So we have been declared as super fit and uh, actually the, the EU owes us uh, that we finally open accession talks, which have been which we have been waiting for since two thousand or something like that, <laughs> and uh, uh, Albania was blocked by the Netherlands, citing uh, a rule of law issues. Macedonia is now blocked by Bulgaria, right. because of a, a new, a renewed uh, historic and national identity dispute, and uh, apparently the Netherlands is willing to let go. Uh, there is talk that Albania may be able to get. Uh, support in the European Council to begin as early as June. So like next month, oh. <laughs> Zayef is living. Yeah. <laughs> Zaev now faces the prospects of, you know, complete humiliation, having the country stuck with uh, Kosovo and Bosnia hmm. while everybody else in the Balkans is negotiating uh, EU accession talks. And it's going to be a stupendous defeat for, for his... Uh, Foreign policy. There is no way that Bulgaria will let us begin accession talks, since you know they don't have a government. They will hold another. Uh, they will hold another elections in uh, June after July. I think they failed to form a government. Yeah, July, July yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, they failed to form a government on this on the April parliament, um, which is very divided. And Zaf is kind of delusional. He keeps saying that well, even this technical government Bulgaria will get. I think tomorrow. <laughs> should be able to approve this. Why don't they? But that's really not realistic. Uh, So, yeah, it's a good chance that Albania will begin accession talks and uh, Zaev is out there trying to prevent this while uh, maybe like a year and a half ago when the situation was reversed, when we were when Zaev was the darling of the of Europe and uh, the Bulgarian dispute was not in full bloom, but uh, Albania was you know, very uh, looked very angrily at by the Netherlands, mm-hmm. Denmark, other countries. So we were asking, "Hey, listen, we have this horrible situation that we are ready to begin accession talks, but Albania is dragging us down." So uh, you know, Vambera was insisting that uh, um, Zayev actually works toward this end to decouple Macedonia from Albania, but it was apparent that people, both Zayev, who owes a huge debt to. Idi Rama, the Albanian Prime Minister, to Albanians in Macedonia, Albanian voters and parties, that they were not going to be willing to uh, work toward this uh, goal that his Deputy Prime Minister for EU Affairs is Albanian, and uh, Nabuya Rasmani. And uh, it was very clear that Zaaf is not working toward this. Uh, and now the role is reversed. Now it's uh, Albania which is advancing. And Zayev says, well, last time when we were advanced, I said that we should not divide the two countries, that we should advance together because, you know, that's a neighborly thing to do. And we are uh, supporting the more advanced countries, pulling the less advanced country toward the goal. And, uh, well, now it's not fair that uh, there could be security risks, he he told Wanderljen, if Albania advances and we are left uh, behind. So now Albania is the more advanced and he wants Albania to <laughs> pull us <clears> forward <throat> and, and to which Edie Rama will tell him <laughs> sayonara. <second. Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now he's, he's actually, I noticed in his comments with Wanderlei and he's, you know, he's, he's really hyping, you know, Macedonian language, Macedonian identity, uh, which of course the Bulgarians mm-hmm. are saying really doesn't exist. It's de facto Bulgarian, uh, a dialect of Bulgarian and Macedonians yep. were birthed by uh, the birthing people, um, <laughs> The birthed <laughs> by the Bulgarians. Uh, we won't go down that other lane that I just mentioned there. Um, but, um, it, you know, this is the thing. It's the Macedonian identity. Well, two things. Number one, you can't blame the Bulgarians. I mean, they saw that Zayev was willing to negotiate away Macedonia's name. Yeah. And... Actually, along with it, its identity, history, and much else. So they're just saying, okay, now it's our turn to take a, have a go at at Macedonia and get what we want out of it. And even though the Prespa Agreement, the so-called Prespa Agreement, does say, you know, you people, in your country, country A or country B or whatever it's referred to, and the party A or party B is whatever it's referred to in Uh the Prespa Agreement, you have your Identity which you call Macedonia or Macedonian and we have ours which we call you know for you know Greek Macedonia, but yeah. as I've been demonstrating over the past several years uh, The world already calls Macedonians North Macedonians. I find this every week I found some this morning. You had the Georgian yeah. president in uh, in uh, Macedonia today and an article from mm-hmm. Georgian media talks about the North Macedonian president and the North Macedonian this and the North Macedonian that. Mm. Even NATO, this is the subject of a column I'm working on right now, For I think for this week. Not mm. only does NATO occasionally say North Macedonian, but NATO will never say Macedonian. They'll say the army of North Macedonia, North Macedonia engineers, etc. And it's 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 yeah. linguistic um what is it linguistic uh, uh somersaults and pretzels Genetics. and things yeah. <laughs> like that to try and figure out you know how not to say macedonian uh which is just insane um and so
1: they would say like north macedonia engineers without an n in correct them, right?
0: yes yeah that was the one i, I posted oh, on thursday or friday crazy. i think it was so uh mm-hmm. but um yeah it's just so the so the my point being the Macedonian identity has already been set aside uh in one way, so Macedonian identity is already it's fungible apparently it's it's uh it's it's being used and abused already before the Bulgarians even started asking for this so what Zayev is talking about with van der Leyen here is saying the Macedonian language and Macedonian identity is is uh you know he calls it a matter of pride which it is true and he says it's a matter of fact science tradition national symbol. that's all true but and then he says it's not the septic negotiations but he negotiated away three years ago with greece uh so it's 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 kind of you know that that uh that cat has left the train station to mix my metaphors um so i'm not entirely sure what he's i mean look at the end of the day he merely wants to stay in power, and he's going to say and do anything it mm. takes to stay in power. Even that means reversing himself from week to week on various positions. That's just the way it is.
1: Mm. But uh, this is now interesting. Uh, he can't actually push too hard uh, against the EU to block Albania as well, if so long as we are right. blocked. Uh, so they, they have uh, come up with a new villain, and this is uh, hot on the heels of the... Uh, drama over the Janša non-paper. Oh, right. Like a few episodes back, uh, all all on the left here were, uh, you know, fainting uh, because uh, allegedly, and very likely falsely uh, claiming that uh, um, Slovenian Prime Minister Janez Janša, who is politically close to Orbán on the outspoken right, the actual proper European right, and uh, that he allegedly prepared... uh, is preparing to use his presidency of the EU in the second half of the year to divide Kosovo and Bosnia and Macedonia because for some reason he would like to get entangled in in Balkan affairs. Uh, So uh, now they're expanding this story because the enlargement commissioner of Europe is uh, Oliver Varhely, is uh, from Hungary, from Orbán's party, obviously. Uh, and uh, there was a, a lot of anger when he was appointed to this position, and uh, uh, the first candidate was shot down because he was allegedly, allegedly too close to Orban. But you know, Hungary, big country, gets to have a seat in the commission, and they chose enlargement. It's okay. their right. <laughs> so now all on the left here are screaming at Varcheli because he was the first who mentioned this. He came to Skopje uh, to deliver a small quantity of Pfizer vaccines through an Austrian scheme mm-hmm. and instead of making this uh, funny you know happy peppy event uh, he was asked about the enlargement he said well listen i mean my job is practically to advance countries to membership and if albania is ready it's a possibility that they will start and you will Not. wait until you're ready or, or at least you have the unanimous okay. support i mean we want we would like everybody to begin it's our recommendation but the member states decide and, you know, I can't force a member state. So, you know, if there is full support for one and not full support for another, the one country will advance. And we this has happened a thousand times before. We were in group with Croatia. We were in group with Serbia, with Montenegro. They all began their accession talks. And there was always a commissioner in charge of this who approved this process. And uh, we would congratulate the winning countries. And, you know, nobody was angry at the commissioner. But, but this time we have this complex of uh, uh, events so that uh, Zaev really thinks it's his due and he's staked so much on this and Zaev's international supporters, uh, few and far between, but still outspoken in some outlets and uh, in social media, uh, are uh, insisting that you know Macedonia is rewarded for this. Hmm. And they hate Orbán, so they're coming up with this theory that uh, uh, Varchili is joining the uh, Jan Shorban Gruevski planned to spark a war in the Balkans by not giving Zaev his uh, his present. No matter that Zaev himself negotiated the treaty with Bulgaria, it clearly says that Macedonia needs to negotiate on its history and that Bulgaria will condition its support for Macedonia's EU membership, depending on how willing Zaev is in making concessions. And Zaev announced concessions, but he's not delivering, uh, which is making the Bulgarians even angrier than, you know, Than Gruevski not promising anything and not delivering. Zayev promised, got them all excited, and now he's saying no. So ob- obviously they're livid. So this was entirely Zayev's initiative to sign the treaty with Bulgaria, not honor it, as it's written, and uh, g- going to Germany, to other countries, demanding that, uh, you know, um, uh, they pressure Bulgaria. Obviously, bu- this only made Bulgaria even angrier. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a glorious situation. There are articles now who does Va- Commissioner Varchili work for? <laughs> does he speak for the European Commission? Uh, and they, they sent their correspondent, the MIA correspondent in Brussels, to ask the spokeswoman in the commission. She said, well, yeah, of course. If, uh... She confirmed what Varchili said, but they were trying to get her to contradict her boss which is not going <laughs> to happen <laughs> so it's a it's a excellent it's a very you know we, we get to see the the left in all it's uh, impotent anger and rage at the moment in in macedonia
0: I, I think you hit it there impotent anger and rage um you know and, and i'm reminded of course of, of orwell's famous quote that uh, some ideas are so stupid only intellectuals will believe them uh yeah. <laughs> although i hate to credit i certainly can't credit zaya with being an intellectual and while there might be some people on the left that might reach that status, uh, the vast majority of these of these guys are not intellectuals, uh, and yet they still believe that uh, they still believe that th- that this is all going to happen. That Macedonia is going to be a member of the EU without having to give up anything. Or alternatively, I guess maybe that maybe you know how many people on the left there, the so-called colorful revolutionaries, actually don't care about Macedonia's identity or. Certainly the name they don't care about. They've already demonstrated mm-hmm. that. But yeah. Macedonian identity, Macedonian language. We just celebrated the, uh, the day of Macedonian language on May 5 um, mm-hmm. a few days ago. Uh, Macedonian flag day is coming up. Uh, I'm, an, you know, I, I'm assuming that there's a lot of these so-called colorful revolutionaries that just don't care because they consider the, themselves not as Macedonians but as transnational European yeah. progressives, meaning that they don't, believe, they don't even believe in sovereignty or borders, or nation-states. They, they believe that they are not Macedonians, that they are actually, quote-unquote, I'm using air quotes here, Europeans, the new European man, the new European woman, much like the new Soviet man, the new Soviet woman. Uh, we saw how that worked. Um, and I'm assuming that that's what a lot of these so-called co- colorful revolutionaries actually deep down believe. I mean, we have our our, our fair share here in America as well, the progressive, progressive transnational elitists, but um, I'm assuming that's what a lot of these people are... Actually,
1: believe. Yeah, to a large extent, it started in America, and it was exported here, through the leftist NGOs and the color. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's uh, we would hate to leave you alone to (laughs) battle this thing. It's good to be included, (laughs) but it's yeah, it's very, very interesting, and uh, obviously we're a few steps ahead of you in in uh, whether it's the storming of the parliament or <laughs> you know the riots in this okay we had riots in the streets before but uh um we may maybe we compound each other yeah. in the in uh, the craziness of the left and uh and as we as we on the right are looking how to uh to respond to their uh actions but this will be an interesting uh thing to see play out because you know it has all the elements the duplicity of the eu you know the promises yes. made and then broken the how the left uh some of them really believed in this others are obviously cynically using it as their claim to power to then say well listen we joined nato we opened you accession talks you know we delivered and they're not <laughs> delivering so so that's so now they're trying to explain it away and find uh the reason, the enemy for this in the in the most obvious places. It's uh, really a magnificent, uh, <laughs> it's been a mag- magnificent few, uh, maybe even a whole week in Macedonia with this, uh, um, with this development, with this uh, new moment in the uh, never ending saga of giving away the name, hoping that this will, uh, you know, win you friends in your neighbor, in your neighbor, in the neighborhood. With appeasement and uh, respect in the UN, finding neither. Yeah. You know, <laughs> feeling so badly. It, it's, it's, and... it's
0: like Zayev continues to have his Munich agreements, you know, over and over again. Uh, yeah, and, <laughs> exactly. It's kind of, uh, I, anyway. Uh, you mentioned the, uh, the rioting in the parliament, um, or not the I, rioting, it was the kind of, it was more like a, um, aside from the attacks and those who actually engaged in violence have been, you know, arrested and they were wrong in that, but the vast majority of people in Parliament on April 27, what, four years ago? Five years ago? I can't remember now. Uh...
1: 2017? Then 74 years ago,
0: yeah. uh, Were there to, uh, you know, uh, uh... You know, sing the national anthem and wave flags and things like that. I know that, uh, -hmm. this has been a sore spot, as it should be, with Vumero and with everybody who loves freedom and liberty. Uh, and, uh former leader uh, Miskoski was with Pendarovsky, President Pendarovsky, to talk about mm-hmm. that and that the fact that so many of those people got sentences of terrorism, which I believe was, yeah. uh, let's see, I think that was Article 58 under the Soviet Constitution that uh, Solzhenitsyn talked about all the time, mm-hmm. they just slap a tenor on you. Um, and uh, yeah. so Miskoski met with Pendarovsky to, to, to talk about that and, and revisiting that. Um, what came out of that meeting, if anything?
1: Well, nothing matched. Pendarovsky was his usual self. Uh, so uh, they met, and afterwards he uh, dismissed the option of giving pardons to the protesters. And uh, there is also a number of interior ministry officials who, who were arrested, including the former interior minister, Chavkov, which was part of Zaev's plan to purge the police and stuff it with loyalists. Uh, and uh, so Pendarovsky said no pardons. And he actually used a very harsh language about the protesters, to which Smitskovsky responded that, listen, uh, he was singing a completely different tune while we were meeting. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe Zaev, you know, got to him and he's now has to change the tune, but obviously Pendarovsky belongs to this faction of the Skopje urban wing of SDSM. Uh, He was proposed by uh, Branko Czervenkovsky as the leader of the party instead of Zaev. So, uh, you know, if the party is splitting along uh, Zaev's faction and uh, Shekirinska's faction and Cervinkovsky, etc., It's very unclear. You know, Pendarovsky is very unlikely to support Zaev very much in in the future. So the very fact that he had a meeting with uh, Mitskovsky that he, before the meeting, he found it necessary to state that uh, the charge of terrorism is, you know, Amped up, inflated, inflated, and you know, uh, not suitable, obviously, which is you know, clear to any sensible person ob- observing the situation. Uh, <clears throat> so these are all elements, all all these signals that Pandarovsky is looking for, an out so looking for his uh, place in a post desire future. But then after the meeting, practically on the day of the meeting, Zayev made a statement that you know. I discount, you know, I'm strongly against Pandarovsky pardoning them. Uh, and then he went on a tirade that uh, in our glorious society with rule of law uh, for everybody, if there is some new evidence, there could be, you know, maybe a new case, a retrial. So practically, Zaev agreed to the main demand, which Mitzkovsky <laughs> has, that there be a new trial under a normal, a sensible charge, a charge of assault, a charge of battery, uh participation in a crowd is a crime we, which we have in our uh criminal code. There some are charged with attempted murder, who those who were actually attacking member of parliament, Ziyad in mm. Silla. Uh, but maybe you know in a future charge uh the court should take into account provocation which was uh, being done Constantly since 2015 by Zayev and his crowd, and specifically on the day of the protest by Zijadin Selas colleagues in parliament who were singing the Albanian national anthem. Uh, so as a, not as an excuse, but as a you know factor of uh, what's it called uh, mitigating factor. So um, practically Zaev also agreed with this position. Now we are waiting for what for something that could spark. A retrial. There was one leaked tape uh, recently uh, of the key witness, which the prosecution used in this case, and in an ongoing case about the same incident, uh, about the organizers of the incident, which is focused on Gruevsky, uh, but omits Mialkov. And it's impossible that Vemera was involved in organizing the protests and uh, the storming of the parliament without Mialkov being the, you know, head honcho in this. So, practically, uh, he was being protected while well, he was politically useful to Zaev. Now he's arrested. Zaev apparently tried to let him flee the country, but under pressure, apparently from the US, uh, he had to return. And he's now sentenced for two, in two cases, for I think over 20 years in prison. So, he's expendable. And uh, uh, the leaked tape from this star witness, which is obviously a stool pigeon used by the prosecution in two big trials. So, you know, uh, he he acknowledges that he, you know, cut a deal with the prosecution and he says that Mialkov was the key organizer. So this could be this piece of evidence which could be used for, to request a retrial. It was leaked as all these announcements were, uh, you know, uh, all these calls for a retrial were, Surfacing, There is going to be another protest soon by uh, Vemera, or actually it's organized by diaspora groups supported by Vemera to demand the release of the 16 uh, political prisoners, as we consider mm-hmm. them. So, yeah, it's possible that something like this is going to happen. And even Zayef is, you know, coming to terms with the fact that this is going to happen. What it will lead to in the f- afterwards, uh, uh, we will see.
0: All right, we'll keep following that. Well, you mentioned there's going to be a large demonstration there, so I suppose we should touch on the whole uh China virus, the Wuhan flu. Uh, you're mm-hmm. over 5,000 deaths there now, terrible tragedy. Yeah. Uh, but where are you on uh on vaccine efforts?
1: Uh, there is uh, they're now vaccinating about 12, 13, 000 people a day. A day. Okay, uh, after yes we got uh, a large shipment of the sinopharm the chinese vaccine uh, which was delayed because you know apparently Zaf and, uh, and healthcare minister philip should try to take the money from the yeah. vaccine to divide them with a company with a friendly company a shell company so the chinese pulled out finally they were delivered the vaccines which were supposed to arrive in february they're here now and now the rate is uh, increased there are huge lines now the the process is very chaotic at least in the large uh, sports hall in skopje and in the other there are several sports halls in several other cities which are also used for like more massive vaccination um We got like 10,000 Pfizer's today again. So we have some small stockpile of Pfizer vaccines. I think we spent all the Sputniks and uh, even AstraZeneca's. So we are down to the 200,000 Sinopharm and some Pfizer's. Uh, There is about 110,000, 120,000 people vaccinated. So far, it's still a ridiculously low number compared to Neighboring right. countries, but some movement is uh, ongoing. Now, the next big issue is that we're apparently not expecting a new serious shipment of uh, Russian vaccines or AstraZeneca or uh, Pfizers are going to trickle like ten thousand every week. Um, so now <laughs> Philip just says, we expect a huge shipment by the end of the month of five hundred thousand doses, but it's the other chinese vaccine it's not Sinopharm which is considered okay it's the Sinovac vaccine and there were some studies that it's only like 50 percent reliable and that it's like watered down version of the of the proper vaccine so yeah this is not the the, the issue we are very likely going to have uh, the government focusing on this mass vaccination effort we've overcome the issue there uh, trolls in the media are all in on this. They're saying, well, finally, look, our government delivered. But uh, just as the system is going to rev up, they're going to run out of the good vaccines. <laughs> so, to, I mean, 200,000 doses of uh, Sinopharm, it lasts you less than yeah. 10 days, right? At this rate of yeah. vaccination. And you would still have like uh, uh, 150,000 people waiting to get vaccinated. And uh, a good you know million and 400 <clears throat> 300 thousand people untouched right. so uh mm-hmm. they, they're going to continue doing this with uh practically a placebo vaccine so Philip chose was today insisting no it's 70 percent effective it's not nothing it still does some work it's the only place where you can find a mass you know shipment of vaccines so we'll see how the people react to this whether they'll resume the trips to serbia or uh still take this uh chinese this lesser chinese <laughs> vaccine is <laughs> going to be an interesting situation in in like 10 days uh no they arrive in like 20 days so we'll probably run out of vaccines for a while and then uh, so mm-hmm. stop or reduce vaccinations and then resume with uh, the bootleg uh, <laughs> chinese stuff. Well, i saw i think
0: i saw there was a sputnik a, a new version of the sputnik a sputnik light or sputnik zero or diet sputnik or something i don't know what it was but
1: <laughs> so, something along M- yeah, exactly worried. something
0: along those lines of something slightly less than effective i'm not entirely sure why if you were already making a good one why would you make a less than good one um but restrictions you know on on curfews on outdoor mask wearing things like that i'm i'm assuming are are come down you know we, we still have you know dr fauci here who says Well, we may get to a point where we can consider the possibility of thinking about perhaps considering that now might be the time Mm. to start thinking about considering (laughs) perhaps, but maybe not, the idea of (laughs) restrictions in light of the fact that (laughs) people are being more vaccinated. And we might begin to consider again I think uh in a few months <laughs> that we might be able to ease restrictions but probably not
1: <laughs> yeah. have a beer by yourself in the park <laughs> <Exactly. community. laughs> so. anyway no actually the numbers have dropped here okay you know significantly we are out of the spring yeah. spike or the third wave as it was called um, actually I think it was like a one Was it like maybe a full spike from autumn to spring? Or it started in autumn, then died down over the winter, then spiked enormously in the spring, uh, in March and April. So now we are down to like uh, just double digits of new cases over a weekend, which when we have less testing and in the low hundreds over a Mm. workday. That's new cases and deaths. uh, So obviously the infections dropped before the deaths. The deaths were still you know, coming right. in huge numbers, there was once even a, a possibility, we still had like 40, 30, high thirties deaths a day, but the infection dropped to like 60. There was even a possibility that we have more deaths from the lingering effects of the high infections and less infections mm-hmm. in the day. So like 40 deaths and uh, they, they came very close mm-hmm. to two numbers. Uh, today, it's like, I think, sixty new cases and 12 mm-hmm. deaths, which yeah, is, you know, Practically, still tragic, but considered out of the woods by the standards of uh, by by comparing the numbers we had in uh, uh, March and April, and you know everybody's out. The restaurants are now working until late in the evening on the open air uh, areas only. But you know it's uh, good weather, so everybody's out uh, drinking. uh, uh, People are in the parks, etc. The curfew, it's at eleven now, and it's gonna be pushed. I think at mm. midnight soon, and uh, even uh, some sports events are going to allow, you know, be allowed with audience uh, participation. So, um, or no, wait, sorry, uh, the the gyms no, are going to be allowed right. to open for like uh, private uh, sport clubs mm. or something. Mm. So, uh, mm. a, and gyms for you know right. proper gyms like. For individual exercising. So, yeah, we're uh, largely out of the woods uh, for the spring wave. But, you know, we have to brace for a renewal in uh, autumn. Because if the numbers are good and if the vaccine is unreliable, uh, then, you know, we can expect that vaccination rates are going to drop off tremendously over the summer. Unless, you know, we find some proper vaccine. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what All happens. Right.
0: We'll keep, we'll keep watching that. Hopefully, you guys get vaccinated and drop all the restrictions. Hopefully, we drop all the restrictions. Hopefully, you know, we, uh, well, there's not going to be going back to what it was before, but something similar to that at some point. So, anyway, we'll see. Mm. All right. I got to
1: run here. Yeah, me too. Back at work. <laughs> well,
0: okay, great. We don't have a farmer's pick, but we will next
1: time. We'll do our best. All
0: right. Good talking to
1: you. Uh, You too, buddy. Take care.